Welcome back to Focus. I'm Ron Cisco. Today, today I get in one of those moods where I, I start thinking maybe a little bit too hard about what it means to be human and um, and what what we are. Um, I, I definitely have my own thoughts on that, and I'm going to share that with you uh, briefly. Not that you're super interested in, but it, but I feel like I want to kind of put that in perspective because because what we are is beautiful. What we do is so interesting. It's so so fascinating that we are and that we've become what we are it's that's that's incredible um i am uh i'm I'm an atheist i don't believe in any sort of god at all um so that definitely colors things for me in a certain way and uh, and i don't ever want to take away um spiritual belief from someone uh, especially when it helps them if it helps them to be a more insightful uh, or, or better person overall, you know, if, if that's, what's keeping you in check, wonderful. Uh, I don't want to take that from you and I definitely don't want to, uh, minimize that. However, you know, let's, let's not force that on anyone else. That's, that's what, what it comes down to. Um, but, 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 but again, my beliefs color my perspective in this kind of thing. Uh, I was, I was recently thinking about how interesting it is to be a human being because we've created all of these problems. I mean, if you really think about it, we've continuously asked ourselves the question, what, what is the meaning of life? And it's, it's such an interesting thing because we keep looking at things as if we're, we're, we're positing on, on the basis that we're something special and understanding that most of our beliefs had, um, as far as philosophy goes, comes from the perspective of people who had believed in some sort of judo Christianity. Uh, it makes sense or at least it would make sense, right? That 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 kind of philosophy would lead to that question: What is the meaning of life? Why are we here? Who put us here? Why? Why am I uh, tasked with these things? And why does it have to be so hard? And from my perspective, it's maybe a little bit simpler than that. I don't I don't really believe in uh, the meaning of life. If well, that sounds kind of morbid when you say it that way, but I'm just I, I guess what I mean to say is that I don't believe that you have a specific meaning that that you have. Uh, a reason to be here. Wow, that's, that's not good at all. Um, let me think this one through verbally while we talk, because I think I think actually the thought process is kind of interesting here. We don't, we're not here with an assigned meaning. Does that make sense? We'll go with it. That nobody nobody wrote on your name tag. Okay, well, Ron Cisco, you are going to be a motivational speaker. That's you know. A, None of that stuff matters. None of, none of it matters. What matters is that you are here. I once had a question uh, with a friend of mine. We, you know, we had one of those religious atheist debates because we were talking about it. And it's actually really great because when we talk, he says that he feels like it makes him a better Christian. And I always feel um, complacent, I guess, <laughs> maybe satisfied that people out there are asking the questions and maybe, you know, even though we don't come to the same conclusions, at least they keep an open mind about it. And, and it's not, it's not all just people shouting at each other. You know what I mean? It makes me, it makes me satisfied. I'm happy about that. And, uh, and so for me, there's no meaning of life. It's, it's just that we are, you are, you are beautiful. You are here and you feel and I, I think it's so interesting because we always kind of look at that from the perspective as if we are from uh, something better when when really we're just evolved 
And, and that's where things get a little fuzzy, right? The word evolved makes pe- some people recoil. But just kind of roll with me here. We're, we're evolved. We're just animals. We're just animals who learned how to speak and how to create tools. And we can pass that knowledge down to people who can do it better than us because they don't have to do the research to start from square one. The truth is, from the perspective of our relationships, we don't make good decisions for the most part. Um, some of us make healthy decisions, but, but, but we're not attracted to people based on whether or not they're going to be good for you, if that makes sense. Don't, don't, um, don't tell my wife I said that. But, but, but that's, that's the truth, right? You're, you're not attracted to someone based on, um, based on your psychological compatibility with, with them. You're just, you're just attracted to someone. You know, whatever, whatever it's based on. I know that a friend of mine posits that she is attracted to um, big bearded men, tall bearded men, because her first crush was on Jonathan Frakes on Star Trek The Next Generation. And that makes total sense because one of my um, one of my things is I like older women. Um, uh, It's it's always kind of consistently been like older than me, like 10 to 20 years older than me. Uh, I didn't want to get into discussing that, but here we are. Um, but, but, but that's, that's like, you know, that's something that's always kind of been my thing. And it's probably based on who I had my first crush on, right? Like whatever TV figure it was that I saw and said, oh, she's beautiful. There are all these things that kind of affect our measure of how we're attracted to people. But at the end of the day, you don't, you don't get the reason. There are just some people who break that mold. There are some people who you see them and and you talk to them and for some reason you just melt it's it's unexplainable and those people are usually the ones who give you the most trouble but it's your brain right your brain says well you i mean your body says a lot but your brain's like okay i can find a million reasons why we should love this person and then at the end of those things you can find those same million reasons the exact same things and flip them on their head about why you don't like that person. And it's weird because some of those same traits, you can find some reason why psychologically, well, these are the things that drive me crazy. So these are things that I shouldn't look forward to in the next mate. And what's even more interested, uh, more interesting than that is that no matter how hung up you are on those particular requirements, you could throw them all away in a heartbeat if you find a person who suddenly uh, makes your heart beat just a little faster. So today's topic is uh, is one about love. I think love is one of the most interesting things and love is not self-contained um, and love is not just between you and another person. Love has so many dimensions to it because it describes, it's, it's a verb, isn't it? Uh, I hate to bring it up. I think it was the Matrix Revolutions where they have this conversation about Love. Love is a concept, but it's an action. Love is a noun and a verb. Love is something that happens. Love is also something that exists. It's, it's, it's not tangible, but it's present. You can define it, you can describe it, and, and it's ever-changing. And it, and it evolves. We travel in an RV with two cats, and one of the things that we think about a lot is um, the welfare of the cats. We always want them to be comfortable, and I'd, I'd say that we, we've gotten to the point where they're pretty comfortable. Uh, unfortunately, 
or maybe fortunately along the way we parted with Dean. Um, we we uh, gave Dean to a friend who very much fell in love with Dean almost immediately. But, uh, but Dean wasn't happy with this lifestyle and we weren't going to stop traveling for a cat um, as much as we appreciated Dean. He just it just didn't it didn't work out, so we gave Dean up. Um, but we do constantly think about their welfare, and we do have you know plans about <laughs> our level of commitment to the cats' lives. I guess if you want to think about it that way, cats are not like people. Cats, um, animals in general, um, you have to you have to determine what makes sense for you. Some people will move the world for uh, for their pets. Just to, to get a little more time. And uh, me, I, I just have to be thankful for the time that I've had. Because I don't, it, to me, I've never been the type of person who would suffer financial distress for, for an animal. Um, I love my cat. And that's kind of what got me thinking about this in the first place. Uh, because we talk about that a lot. Love, love is a strange concept. Love is... Love is an expression of uh, a collaboration of feelings and experiences. Love is comfort. Love is dedication. Love, love drives, and and we think about all of our experiences. and And I I think about science quite a bit when I think about love, which is strange for me because I'd like to think of myself as a man who appreciates science more than. Um, you know, I guess, willy-nilly, emotional, or um, <laughs> metaphysical things that people invent. I, I don't believe in healing crystals. I don't believe in chiropractics. I don't believe in chi. But but I do believe in love. And I like to think of love as one of those things that, that gives you a peer into the universe. Um... I really love the movie Interstellar. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I thought it was one of the finest things that Matthew McConaughey has ever done. Just his his um, his his acting was just phenomenal. Um, but, but the movie itself is beautiful, gorgeous, and expansive. And and uh, even though the story's a little bit silly, one of the things that got criticized—spoilers, by the way—if you haven't seen Interstellar, stop right now and go watch it, and then. Uh, listen back to this and tell me how wrong I am. But one of the things that that uh, got criticism was the expression of another dimension. Uh, though I guess it was more like a fifth dimension that some aliens allowed Matthew McConaughey to peer through and uh, and kind of look through the timeline of his daughter's life and try to find some way to communicate to her. And from a visual representation, that definitely is pretty weird, isn't it? Like, the expression was, was definitely, it's silly. It looks silly because how do you communicate something like that visually? Um, film is a visual, and, and sometimes auditory, but usually it's a visual medium. And, and it's very hard to express something like that. The concept of being able to look in on someone's life. And the funny thing is, one of the reasons that I connect to this movie so closely, I think it's my um, fourth favorite movie. Maybe my fifth. It's hard to keep track of that list of all time. Is because I feel like, even though it's an imperfect and maybe silly-looking metaphor, it it really 
it really strikes that feeling. Love is timeless. Love is, um, uh, it, it, it's amazing to be able to look at love and kind of see all these um, th- things that you can do with it. Love, love creates interest. Love, um, I gotta stop saying the word. It, it, it gives you a chance to look through the lens of something. And, uh, and the reason I find that fascinating and one of the terrible things that I think about a lot is, uh, love and death. I, um, I love my cat. Poseidon is one of my, my, uh, um, uh, one of the joys in my life. And I have a lot of joy in my life right now. I've got wonderful friends, even though I don't have a lot of friends nearby, um, on my, on my discord, on the discord or community discord. We have a lot of good friends there and, uh, and uh, friends that I keep in contact that way through Twitch. I've been meeting some really nice people, um, through shooting. Uh, I've, I've, I've just had a lot of opportunities to interact with wonderful people. So it's not like I'm, I'm attaching myself to this cat because, um, because I, I don't have anything else going on in my life. I, I do. I just, I just really love my cat. I, I look at him and I know that he is a very large, very fat cat. And um, uh, we'll work on the fat stuff. But, but, but he is a cat who doesn't know a different life. When we picked him up, he was, they said five weeks, but I think he was closer to four weeks um, because it turned out he was, um, he was, he grew a lot more. You know, I, th- I think they expected that he was, he was already a little bit bigger and that he was going to be a smaller cat, but no, he was, he, he grew a lot more. So I think he was, he was probably four weeks when they found him and he was near death and, uh, my wife took care of him, but he took to me and to Koji, who is my wife's cat. He, um, he didn't, he doesn't, he doesn't really know a different life. He didn't really have the time to, to be raised by his mother. He barely had his eyes open by the time we got him and he was already near death and we took care of him and like immediately the day we got him, he, he attached himself to me and he's always been on me. He's always climbed on me. (laughs) He had, he had the opportunity to do it to my wife plenty, but he, he was always climbing on me and, um, and we have, we have a bond. We have traditions. We have um, expectations of each other. When when I go to bed, at any point, he will always show up and sit on my chest and try to put his head in my hand because when he was a baby, when he was when he was a small child cat, he used to sleep with his head in my hand. Well, when, when he was first, when we first got him, he would sleep with his entire body in my hand, but, but he would sleep with his head in my hand. And so there were pictures of me asleep with this cat sleeping with his head in my hand. And I know that our concept of love and an animal's concept of, of love, if there is such a thing are, is very different, but, but I know that what, what he finds in me is comfort. And that um, when he is upset, whenever something bothers him, whenever he feels sick, 
that he'll come looking for me. And regardless of what we want to ascribe emotions to, that that is what I will accept as love. And uh, similarly, I, I go out of my way to help him experience things. When, when we have something new, I would always, you know, want him to, to smell it, to see it. Uh, if it's shiny, especially, he loves shiny things. But food, you know, I don't, I don't ever feed him from my plate or from the table. But, you know, if there's something that I know won't, won't be harmful to him, I'll find some way to feed him in a way that doesn't suggest to him that he should be trying to steal food off of my plate. Because I want him to experience those things. And because I want the best for him in life. You know, he, he's, he's my cat. And so I want, for, for, for him, I want those things to be um, nice. And I know that that doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. That he won't be able to look back and say, uh, you did a great job, thanks. But, but it means something to me. You know? And so I, I find myself fascinated by the concept of linear time uh, quite often. I'm a huge fan of Star Trek. You may or may not know that about me. I have a Star Trek tattoo. Surprise! Um, my my uh, alias on, on Twitch is Captain Cisco, S-I-S-Q-O, because I thought it was a cute portmanteau. But uh, no, I, I love Star Trek. Deep Space Nine is my favorite show. And uh, Deep Space Nine talks quite a bit about the concept of linear and non-linear time. One of the, the interesting things about, about the concept of love and affection is that you can look back and still feel, or maybe even feel more, about the moments that you've had with someone when, when, when you first met, or when uh, they lost their shoe in some ridiculous roller coaster incident or you know the first time you had a drink together or you know when you finally decided to go on a date and you know you ended up with lots of chemistry you can look back on those moments and you can you can feel that 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 imprint is left in your your mental photograph you know that's that's still there and it doesn't have to be colored by the concepts of, of, of all of the things that have occurred since then. We don't have to worry about how we feel about that person today. Um, it, doesn't, it doesn't have to be so specific to the person as you know them. But it can be. You could, you could have that colored and you can have that moment changed. When you, when you really hate someone. And as far as those things go, you can predict how you would feel. And it's, it's so strange because you can, you can see the future in a way. In a, in a little way, you can, you can grab a piece of what, what will be. And I know that anything can happen. In a lot of ways, that's kind of like what traveling to the future could be. Um, I, we, you know, as far as the science of traveling in time goes, I have no idea, but I think we can only go forward. I think that's what was, was, uh, one of the theories that we can only, we can only go forward because what, what has gone in the past is set. Um, but we can only go forward. And even then it's only one of many possible futures. And so, so things can still change. 
but we can we can take a glimpse of it. And uh, for my cat, I see many more years of him climbing on parts of my desk that I've strategically added bits to prevent him from jumping onto, and uh, and him scratching at my stomach while I'm trying to stream. Uh, I, I know that there will be many more nights where he headbutts my face because he remembered that, uh, oh yeah, I was asleep when you went to bed and now I would like some pets, please. And um, and I know that someday he's going to get sick and that someday he's, he, you know, we'll, we'll probably have to put him down. And I know that I will I will hold his head like when he was a kitten, when he was just looking for comfort. And I'll tell him he was a good boy. And I don't need to be there. I don't need to for it to happen, to know that my heart will break. But I can see it just as clearly as, as I've seen him laying on my legs or curled up in the cat bed. Those are... There's no difference between what's in the future and what's already happened. So I'll say love for the 473rd time this podcast. Love is special. It's special because... because it's here. Just like you. And if you don't take the chance to to cherish him, to really to swim in it, then it's wasted. Focus is a Patreon-supported podcast. I want to thank you for listening to yet another deeply emotional podcast. I don't know why I love this cat as much as I do, but I do. Um, but just the same, I love, I love all of you. Maybe not the same way I love that cat, but but a lot of you. Uh, especially Anastasia Beaverhouse and Vigilante, the White Prince, Enrique Ramos. I love you guys too. Because because you're keeping the lights on. Because you've put some faith in me for Lord knows what reason to talk about my, my cat. Um, I just, I don't know. I felt inspired about this one. It's not often we get to talk about that. It's a, it's a tough subject. I'm not very good at expressing myself emotionally. I know I talked about that last episode. But, but I, I think love is just so special. And, um, and I felt like it was worth talking about this time. Huh. Well, if you have anything that you'd like to say or if you'd like to reply in any, any way, you can find me. Uh, my website is focusedbycisco.com. Uh, or you can email me, ron at focusbycisco.com. If you decide to share this with anyone, I hope it's because it meant something to you and not just because they need to hear it. Still, it's good to be back. I missed you. I'll see you when the plot requires it. Until next time, be excellent to each other.